Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 279 of the AFTN podcast. I celebrate every goal like Kendall Waston against Switzerland. I am Joe DC. I'm joined by the voice of TSS Rovers and UBC Soccer. He falls over more, more than Neymar does. It's Gideon Hill. That is true. That is very true. You t- like when I opened the door today, Gideon, it was unnecessary for you to just hold your face and, and go <laughs> down. Um, Indeed. So Gideon, enjoying the World Cup? Very much so. I think... Yeah, there's been some great games so far, but I think the best is yet to come, Joe. Is it painful to watch the Whitecaps during the World Cup? It is, but I mean, <laughs> it's bad for the Whitecaps for the World Cup to be on, but it's fun for you know soccer fans when the Whitecaps aren't doing so well to kind of have a second go-to soccer game to watch. I tweeted out during the game last week that this is basically a different sport to what the sport that the Whitecaps seem to be playing all the time. And based on the result last time, I think we, you know... It didn't resemble football, what the Whitecaps were doing. Yeah, and I think it was a good good tweet by Joe, one of many of this World Cup, and Joe following <laughs> at Joe DC Van. But, you know, I think it's it's fantastic to watch, honestly. You're up out of your seat every time, whether you're at home or at work, yeah. illegally watching it at work. Um, yeah, it's been Illegal is a strong word. Illegal is a strong word. Uh, maybe frowned upon watching it at work. Well, today I realized that everyone in my department is actually watching it on their own terms. Well, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, if it's more than one person, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, including sure. my boss. <laughs> He's not even a big soccer fan. Pretty sure he doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can say this. <laughs> or, or I'll find out soon, I guess. Yeah, um, what are your thoughts on the Twitter war that I've been raging with against you? Oh, it was a <laughs> tough couple of days. I wasn't sure how I was going to respond. I had to keep, keep my head cool and, and I had to find the right gifts as well mm-hmm. to respond with. Mm-hmm. It was tough. You know, you should take courage from the World Cup where 20% of the goals have been scored in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, you need a late surge. So I know I know, me and Thomas Brown have gotten you down. That's, that was an unintentional rhyme. But. I'll recover. I'll pull a, a Spain from Morocco. Kind oh, of yeah. so many upsets. Yeah. Today, so just for people listening, today was the day that Germany got knocked out. Um, hope you weren't watching that game later, Gideon. No, I no. Okay. No. It was incredible. Like, 
We'll, we'll spend some time. It's the World Cup. It comes once every four years. We'll talk about the World Cup for a bit. And a lot of your amazing questions this week are World Cup orientated as well. So we'll spend the first part of our show talking about that. Let's treat it like the opening question and the complete the sentences that we usually do. So Germany today, incredible. Like, yeah. you, there's games that you watch and you're like, no way. Like, you, you know half an hour before the end that a yeah. goal isn't going to come. And that was one of those games today. Yeah, funny enough, I was work started it early today. So when I got on my break, I hadn't checked Wi-Fi at all. So I turned on my, my Wi-Fi and all of a sudden I get seven Twitter notifications. Like, <laughs> I wonder what happened. Sure enough, Germany beat South Korea to double check. I checked like four different sources, including a FIFA website. Mm. Sure enough, 2 final, right? <laughs> you thought it was a mistake. I thought it was a mistake. Yeah. And I was like, well, no actually, way. the first goal went to VAR. So some websites for that, like, you know, VAR, Twilight yeah. Zone period, didn't have it at 1-0. I forget why they went to VAR again. Just so much. Oh, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. The, there was an offside, but it actually came off a Germany player. So there was a lot of confusion going yeah. on. And let's uh, let's spend a moment on VAR. Like we've been used to VAR. We've had it for um, a year a, and a half. Yeah, it's been yeah. around that long. A year, year actually. Yeah. I guess so. uh, personally, I don't like the MLS flavor of VAR. They, you know, the red cards are too fast to come, and sometimes something should be reviewed, like Altidore's goal in the MLS Cup final last season, and it doesn't happen, right? Um, I'm a fan of the World Cup VAR, though. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and I think one thing that I saw today is that they have the same crew pretty much for every game for mm. the VAR in their room, situation room. So I think that kind of adds consistency. But, you know, MLS is just so different from the World Cup. It's not see. the first thing the MLS would have implemented badly yeah, and from it, the World Cup. And that's surprising. You know, yeah. FIFA's done it well. They've, they've talked about it for a few years now. Mm. They let up to it. People know it was going to happen, and they yeah. smoothly transitioned it. There's been criticism in the world press for it but i don't think you can point too much of the blame like it's it's the start of this system and i think it's done a lot more good than it's done bad so far like you, you want goal calls to be right and yeah. a couple of penalty ones have been iffy but you know better than being missed completely right yeah and i think for people that watch soccer you know back in the old days before technology stuff like that they'd be a little bit frustrated that this has kind of made its new regime here into, into the world in mls but I think it's worked out fine. There hasn't been much. Uh, there's been a couple of iffy calls, but again, now that everyone, like the broadcasters and mm -hmm. the referees, are all on the same page, it just yeah. makes for a smooth transition. I think it'll just take. It's mainly English commentators that are having a hard time, or the English press, I guess. It just takes one call to go England's way before yeah. they completely change their minds. What are your um, feelings on the uh, AFTN World Cup? Um, uh, fantasy draw, I guess. I am a little choked with Argentina. Yeah, um, are you as choked as Zach is, who was on four points I, for the season? I feel for Zach right yeah. now. I, I, I so do. Inside scoop. Okay, this is unknown to anyone except me and Zach. He messaged me before the, the, the draft that we did um, and asked me for the price of one bottle of Coke if, he could, if I could not pick Germany. Oh, nice. <laughs> and Germany only won one game. There you go. All so you worked out in your favor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in the next round, I messaged him asking him not to pick England, so we ended up equaling out. But I think I came off better in, in that transaction. Mm -hmm. um, the, the standings as of yesterday, um, so Michael McCall leading the pack with 40 points. Steve Pander, uh, three points behind him. I'm six points behind Steve. Nick is four points behind me, and then uh, Nick is three points ahead of you. And Zach is 20 points behind you on four points. Yeah. 
No, there's no way he's coming out of that. <laughs> <laughs> you never. I would say you never know, but I think well, most of his teams. I, I think if his teams have only won yeah. four games collectively, that means they're not making it to the next yeah. round either, right? Mm-hmm. I, I forget what the point scoring system was, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not looking. It is. It is. <laughs> I just picked teams that I liked. Yeah, exactly. Basically went for it. Let's go to some questions because we had some really good um, World Cup related questions. We've had some. We have. Let's see. We have two white capped questions that we'll go to. Um, a little bit later in part three when we discuss the Whitecaps. Let's start with this one from, from Taylor D.A. Stephen at TDA Stephen on Twitter. He says, discuss a World Cup of tournament favorites, i.e. Germany, Argentina, France, looking very mediocre and undeserving of advancement versus a bunch of middle powers, too good not to be contenders. So England, Belgium, Croatia, that's second tier, I guess, of, of uh, international team. Um, and they look like the best side. Is this going to be an outsider World Cup? Let's define outsider first. I Is England it, an outsider? They were, they're a past winner. Well, yeah, I think, forget FIFA rankings, it's just more of, like, form coming into the World Cup, how they place in their... Yeah. Um, well, some teams manipulate the FIFA rankings. Yeah. By scheduling friendlies. Uh, there's a couple of teams. Poland are, are famous for doing that. Yeah. That's why they're a seeded team. So I, yeah, FIFA or the Coca-Cola rankings, or whatever you want to call them. He he's correct. I I agree with him in the first part where the big teams have been underwhelming, particularly Germany and Argentina. If you can call them big teams, like Argentina barely qualified, right? Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that South America division yeah. is yeah, so so close. It went down to the last game. I think yeah. a messy hat trick. Yeah, France is the big one for me. I've been reading a lot about them. They haven't really. They've they've gone through comfortably, but they haven't had a big performance or anything. Like, right? Look at first off. Look at the group they're in with Australia, Peru. Denmark and Denmark like yeah. that's a pretty simple group despite Denmark <laughs> they didn't make it look simple no and that's the thing is that you look at the team France has especially that Denmark game which yeah I didn't thank god I didn't watch it because I did hear from multiple people yeah, it, was it was the boring. worst game ever yeah but you think with you know given the top tier players they have that they'd be you know outperforming many teams in that group but well, I think talent wise if if it was based on if the world cup was just based on talent they would win it I'd yeah win. Mm-hmm. even yeah. more so than Germany or Argentina or two anything. world-class players at every position France does so. basically yeah. yeah except right back or probably yeah. <laughs> hey I'm all about yeah, hey, I know <laughs> goalkeeper too uh, Larissa Larissa had a great... Mandanda yeah yeah Mandanda mm-hmm. I guess Crystal Palace legend Mandanda <laughs> I think he played for Crystal Palace yeah for like half a season half a season so the second tier teams I've been impressed with England personally but they haven't met anyone significant Belgium yeah. are the same um, that England-Belgium game, which is tomorrow our time, could be an interesting case of both teams trying to lose to get on the right side of the draw. Yeah, I mean, England, Tunisia, Panama, those are two pretty simple games. Again, they didn't really look a whole convincing against Tunisia, but obviously the Panama game was yeah. the one they needed to you know, kind of show themselves. But yeah, Harry Kane bringing it home and all that. Croatia, I think, are my... My well, pick going forward. They're going to do some damage in the yeah. round of 16 and beyond. But in the Euros, they looked... They were huffing and puffing the same way, but they didn't make anything happen. But they have the quality. That's the thing. Um, maybe it's about momentum now. Like, in a weird way, if Argentina played Croatia right now, I again, right, it would be a different game to the first game because of, like momentum is so important in the World Cup, right? Um, that's a big one. We've had a question about uh, the Republic of Ireland, my, my hometown. Um, this is a good one. I like this one. It was a very good question, as long as I can find it on my computer. <laughs> uh, I think it was Ryan McLeod, was it? Yes. Let me just pull it up. Do you have it in front of you? Yeah. Could Ireland beat this version of Germany, Joe? 
So, Ryan, thank you first of all for the question. And Gideon, if you want to take a break, I'll just oh yeah, I'll, so I'll just, serenade just the listeners. Moment, Ryan, you see, what you need to understand is we actually have beaten this version of Germany. We were in their qualifying group for the Euros, and we beat them one 0 in uh, the Aviva Stadium in Dublin. Um, a Shane Long actually scored a goal, <laughs> which is something he doesn't do for Southampton. Uh, all jokes aside, though, no, uh, Ireland would never beat this version of Germany. I. I know other Irish people who have the same sentiment, so don't blame me too much when I say it, but I'm glad Ireland are not at the World Cup because we stink up a tournament like nobody's business. I have very fond memories of the first World Cup I watched, which was 2002, where Ireland made it to the quarterfinals. We beat Germany that time too, actually. We, or no, we tied with them, sorry. Robbie Keane got a goal in like the 94th minute or something. But uh, Ireland are just not a good tournament team. We... In the Euros, we made it out of the group because we beat Italy, who were already through, and like we're just not fun to watch. Like Jonathan Walters is our best striker, for God's sake. <laughs> John O'Shea only just retired from international football, so that's just, yeah. just like a, f- a few weeks ago was his testimonial game. Um, Ireland is one of those companies that needs an overhaul of their of their philosophy because we either live off of you know the odd good defender that we produce or. Uh, and a half English player who's not good enough for the English team. So yeah, that hope that answers your question, Ryan. I I just depressed myself a little bit talking about Irish soccer. Um, you looked a little sad. A tear has come to my eye. <laughs> it's not water. <laughs> um, do we have another World Cup question, Gideon? Let's have a quick look. Uh, there's the what percentage of Brazilian fans do you think actually have Brazilian? I believe that's a rude joke. Is it? I'm I, not quite I sure. So. Okay. Let, let's I, I have Tim Canada. Let's his, ignore that one. It's his show, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How will the English-speaking world cope with the Swiss-Sweden yes. matchup when yes. three-quarters of them think of the same country? Now, Gideon, I was going to plan a game where I would list a name and you would have to tell me which country it was from. Oh. But first of all, I didn't have time today at work to do that. And also, um, the Swedish ones all end in something ist, usually, like Grandquist. And, yes. Um, I think they're cast. Oh, Sun, yeah. Yeah. Ericsson. Yeah. They've been fun to watch in Sweden. I love I love that Granquist, their center back, is their penalty taker. He's two goals already in the World Cup. Yeah. They're fun like they're just solid. They're a solid team. They're a good team back to front. Yeah. Good goalkeeping all the way up to striker Berg. Yeah. Berg is a nuisance value. Like amazing, like closing down and all that kind of stuff. Let's let's spend a little bit more time on the World Cup and then we'll move on to White Cap stuff. You know, we'll transition down several yeah. several <laughs> gears to uh um, your your thoughts on, I, I mentioned earlier that one side of the draw is going to look a lot easier than the other side of the draw. As of today, what I, like on the left side, because that's the page I'm looking at, is Uruguay, Portugal, they, like these guys are playing each other, France are playing Argentina, Brazil is playing Mexico, and then the other two are undecided. It'll be the winner of Group G against the runner-up of Group H. On the other side is Spain, Russia, Croatia, Denmark, Sweden, Switzerland. I know which side I'd rather be on. Is it's the side, especially for the two groups that haven't um, decided yet. Like if I was England, I would want to be the runner-up, or sorry, be the the runner-up in my group, so that I could play Sweden or Switzerland in the quarterfinal. If I beat you know Japan, Colombia, or Senegal, whichever one of those teams, which make will pro- most more than likely happen. Yeah, yeah, but but, but it all comes down to that one game of England Belgium. I don't recall this ever being a thing, like, you know, trying to be on one side or the other. Like, sure, you could meet Russia or, or you could, sorry, you could meet Spain or Croatia in the semis, but 
by the time you're in the semis, I guess you're playing a hard team anyway, right? Well, yeah, and I think you look at the other side with Uruguay, Portugal, France, Argentina, those two just jump out of you as world Brazil powers too. right there. And Brazil, yeah, yeah, I haven't even got to that. Brazil, Mexico. Brazil would be the quarterfinal team that if they beat Mexico that you would have to play to get to the semis, right? Like, it's kind of a path of least resistance thing, but then there's the whole logistics of how do you send your team out to lose a game? Um, it, it could even come down to the fair play thing. So you're getting telling your players to intentionally get yellow cards. It could be hilarious. I'm yeah. looking forward to that game. I think it's the late game tomorrow. But then, long weekend, four days of doubleheader um, knockout games. Yeah, that's going to be exciting there as well. And uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for me, and mm-hmm. going to be all about soccer. Yeah. And, no, uh, no sun, just in <laughs> Sunday, there'll be the Whitecaps. Let's not forget about that. That's kind of, true. But kind of we'll have time to get to the stadium after the, after the 11 o'clock. What time is the Whitecaps game? Four. Okay. I it's Canada it's, Day, too. So yes, exactly. They have a Canada Day celebration planned, I believe. We've had a question about that, too. We'll get to it later. Yeah. It's um, a good question. As well. yeah, yeah, it is a good question. I think we can get pretty deep into yeah. it. Before we go on, though, the, the town hall meeting was yesterday. We're saving that for Sunday's show because I don't think either of us were there. And Michael has a lot of uh, information on that and a lot of exciting news. So um, tune in on Sunday to listen to that. But now it's time to talk MLS. Yay. <laughs> All right. We'll go straight to Colorado, I guess. Just second from the bottom in, uh, <laughs> in the Western Conference. Oh, it feels so dirty talking about yeah. MLS after talking about the World Cup. <laughs> Um, they, <laughs> they've lost three of their last five. Um, they won, they did win their last game. Uh, if I could figure out who it is against, that would be nice, wouldn't it? They beat Minnesota 3-2, so not a spectacular result, I guess. Spectacular for Colorado because they won a game. It is, <laughs> which is a, an achievement. Minnesota are all right, too. Like, no, not doing too bad this year. They, they seem kind of stop and start. Quintero's added a lot to their team. Oh, to be big fair. time. Yeah. We, we talked a lot about that when we were previewing. We're previewing, pre- previewing Minnesota. Colorado, Gideon. What can we talk about? <laughs> Dis- well, disappointing is the first thing. Yeah. Anthony Hudson, their coach. Yeah. Three five two is we, their formation. When like, we talked about time. the preview of them, the other two games, you know, we talked about their team, the signings they've made, and they haven't done, the signings haven't done anything. And, and yeah. that's one thing you look at. And another one is, you know, where can you get results to end the season on a high note? There's a lot of tough games coming up for them. Are they already thinking about, like, saving a wrecked season? I don't think so. It's already, it's only June right now. Coming yeah. into July, this yeah. is like this busy time, quote-unquote, on MLS. You know, there's some Wednesday, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday games, which really can be good for some teams and bad for other teams like the Whitecaps. Mm. And I think Colorado have a good chance to move up the standings in the next few games are right now they just need to kind of regroup and and get back on the front foot is tim howard still the worst goalie in the league you know what i i'm considering it's not him but i wouldn't i wouldn't know who to choose for he's certainly not on the no, top 50 and he should, he should be with his salary and his pedigree but he's a dp right yeah yeah quite caps interest in former player declan win uh three at the back i wasn't too impressed with him last time he played against the white caps but then again I guess the only one that really stood out for me was uh, was Price in the midfield because he's such a combative yeah. uh, midfielder. Um, I just like watching someone like that. Uh, up front, they do have some interesting, if not overly talented player. Uh, Joe Mason, formerly of the, in the championship, quite a good player. 
I think for Cardiff. I think I always say for Cardiff, but I think it, that one actually is. That he did actually play for Cardiff. And then uh, Dominic Badji as well, who is probably their standout player, even though he's been on the bench for most of his MLS career. Like, who do you look to? It's I'm looking at this lineup, and I just don't know who you look to for positives. You know, I think you know Yannick Boli, the the guy we talked to, who they signed from I think it was China. He's been good coming off the bench and starting when Badji isn't having a good game, which is good to have two strikers that can kind of play off each other. One can ha- play better when the other one doesn't. But yeah, you're right. There's not much to look forward to in this team besides, you know, Wynn who likes to get forward, but he's playing as a center back. Like it's just yeah. players not put in the right positions to find uh, success. I think they they traded for, for Sam uh, Nicholson from Minnesota. Uh, he, he's gone into the lineup, but... He's not the he's not the difference maker they needed. They have Enzo Martinez in the midfield who occasionally does look like an exciting player. Yeah, coming from USL last year, he yeah. looks like an exceptional player. Um, Johan Bloomberg um, is the other in their midfield three with with Price as well, um, with Jack Price. Uh, like it's it's midfield isn't their concern. I think last time we played them. We beat them the first two, game. I think it was 2-1. Yeah. 2-1 or 2-0. No. Oh, it was a away win for the yes, Cup. Yeah, yes. one of our few away wins. That, that's the one that broke the six-in-a-row streak or something. Yeah. yeah, like if the Whitecaps can beat, can beat them... I know we've turned a corner and everything, but I'm not I'm not super impressed. Um, the AFTN key passes watch it uh, for the opposition. It is Jack Price with 2.2 key passes. Again, we didn't even mention that Nick's not here today. Do you think the listeners no. noticed? I, I think they would have. I don't yeah. want to say otherwise, but you know, I yeah. Due yeah. to scheduling errors, we not errors, differences. We do miss his booming voice though. Yes, and his great fantastic laugh. Yes, <laughs> his laugh that's very loud and then kind of drops off. <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's keep looking at the at uh, this Colorado lineup, even though we've kind of picked it to pieces. Um, defensively, they are not as organized as they need to be. Um, the three at the back system, it's supposed to give you, it, it's supposed to give you more capability to organize when you're building with the ball because you have three players along the back and then your your wingers or wing backs whatever you want to call them are a, are capable of either pushing very high up or coming down and then the three players in midfield can make all trans all kinds of triangles, but they're just playing it long most of the time, um, Colorado right. And Badgie's a good target man, and Mason is a busy player, but that's not a combination for success. Again, we don't know what the Colorado fans are thinking. Are they sick of it, or are they seeing growth? I don't know. It seems kind of dire, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think the the problem with Colorado is that they have three good defenders with Wynn, Smith, and Wilson, who they signed the offseason, but it, their wide mids, the guys in the outside and the five, yeah. push way too high up the field when the wrong times and when they don't have the ball or mm. when they're trying to attack and they don't get back quick enough. So I think yeah. in that sense... It's Hairston and uh, Castillo. Castillo, yeah. Um, Hairston was like an attacking midfield, like a, a wider attacking Yeah, player. he's been good in his MLS career, but again, like he's not defensively responsible yeah. enough to be in that formation. And Jack McBean started the last game. Uh, LA Galaxy legend. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fun player to just look at, not to watch, just to just to just to look at. What do you think the Rapids' best chances, like as a game plan, are of getting a result here? I think getting the ball up the field by putting it on the pitch and just counterattacking. The Whitecaps are going to hold some possession at home. I feel like, mm-hmm. and I think Colorado could maybe sneak a goal and. Hold the the fort defensively. Weak spots that the Caps could exploit in this I, I setup. Think, like I mentioned, 
why it has why? to be Davies getting in behind on the. Is your thinking right with side. that because the center backs would kind of be narrower and then the space behind? Yeah, and the... Harrison would be too far up, so you can kind of swing in behind on the yeah. left side past Harrison. Okay. Um, there's no do you know who I am this week because it's all about the World Cup. Yes, of course. And we played like three games last week. Oh, so. I was tired after that. <laughs> um, so let's transition very smoothly and join the let, let's like uh, join this discussion to the last discussion. If Harrison is pushing up, which fullback do the Whitecaps play? to exploit that space that could possibly... Or to defend Harrison so that the, our winger can get forward into that space. I, I like Fred Levi's, but I just think Marcel De Jong brings more forward... Um, he used to be a left winger, mm. left midfielder sort of guy, so I think I like him more getting forward, helping Davies than Levi's does. Again, Levi's still working back. You know, he has, yeah. He's only played a few games in his MLS career. So. Yeah, I, 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 I would go with De Jong as well. Uh, his crossing has been quite good in the last few weeks. Um, to be honest, I blotted that last game out of my memory because I just refused to believe that that game did ever happened. <laughs> let's let's pretend yeah. they didn't. Yeah. I know we're usually pretty optimistic anyway, but um, let's just pretend that that game never never happened. Uh, we let's go to the questions from the people about the Whitecaps. Um, we've had a question about uh, Reina being because he's unavailable because of red card in that game that we refused to acknowledge. Um, does Mosquito finally get back in the team? Or will we see Blundell and Kamara pairing up up top? So, do we stick with the 4-1-4-1 even though Reyna is a key part of that? Or do we you know, try Blundell there? They're different players, right? Blundell and, and uh, Reyna? Yeah, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing that in this kind of game. Um, you know, Mosquito came off the bench and played pretty well on, on Saturday. He Created some fast breaks, but I think Blundell, if you're looking to get him into a game, maybe score some goals, I think this would be the game to do it. I just don't think we've given Blundell enough of a chance. But it's full credit to Kai Kamara, who has been, I think he has seven goals this year, which is, yeah. is good. Not, you know, not outstanding, but I think it's just he's had his troubles with the injury early on in the year, and I just think Blundell has been thrown into situations maybe wouldn't want to be, you know, put into, like starting on the road in Atlanta, yeah. in that environment kind of thing. But he hasn't been given enough of a chance, I think. Yeah, and a one goal for Blondell doesn't really show his... No, his... like, Kamara does a lot of good things, but there's also things that just drive me crazy, like him not getting into the box enough. Like, when we need a goal, we need a target man in the box. It's been the case for the Whitecaps too many times over the years that they have no one to point crosses to, right? And Kamara was supposed to be that guy, but inexplicably sometimes he comes out for a couple of touches in, in the, you know, near the near the sides of the field and like that's not why we have a target man right yeah. if we're playing two strikers we want one of them in the box um the other question about um suspensions that we've had is uh jose aha is out now it, i don't think waston will go straight back in will he the whitecaps tweeted out to see welcome back waston to bc place I'm yeah i'm assuming that's probably like in a suit and tie i will be i hope so surprised if he starts the game yeah. i think he'll maybe be on the bench because, I mean, Mondin Henry, I, I like that option. It's a two former TFC men seeing the field, but <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind that. But Young can play central. Young can, and we could switch to a 3-5-2, uh, oh that's, that's iffy. That's, I'm, I'm saying that with... You know, you know your Twitter is going to blow up just because you, you, know you said 3-5-2. <laughs> a couple of people have come after me for making jokes about that. <laughs> They're like, you don't seriously think you can play 3-5-2, do you? No, and it doesn't solve anything. With no. I think Mondin Mond Henry or... 
you know, play, play Levi's wide left because Breck Shea is not a left back. Um, and have De Jong and Henry in the midfield. I'm just surprised Shea has been playing left back this much. Well, yeah. I can see the logic in a small, no, in a, in I mean, a weird way. You know, I just, I'm not, it's not bad. I'm just saying yeah. I'm surprised to see because we have Levi's and, and De Jong, but he's just, he's so hit and miss. You know, you don't know which, which Shea is going to show up on which day. It's infuriating sometimes. And like we we've had issues before in fullback about you know defending on the far posts and all that kind of stuff you know Harvey would switch off from time to time and but completely functional in other ways I just I can't wait until we have a well-rounded um fullback option in that like I'm hoping Levi's is the guy and De Jong does a good job too but we you know thinking long term yeah that that Philadelphia game was just indication of perhaps some players not being as good as we hoped riding that seven-game unbeaten streak high, I guess. Yeah, and I think you mentioned long-term, you know, probably preferably not having De Jong there for the Whitecaps and kind of their transition, but, you know, we signed an extension. I think he's the guy for now and needs to... Yeah, if he's no, he's completely now, functional. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 would, I would go as far as to say that he is our best option there ahead of Levi's um, right now because of his experience factor. And Henry looks good. I'm very happy with that acquisition. Canadian player... Put, and actually, let's go to that question from Retura right now. It's kind of a, a prickly question, but that's what we're here to discuss. Is the um, all, is, about, all about cactuses here? Today, <laughs> the lack of water creates yes. this kind of prickly environment. Um, is the Whitecaps' attempt to capitalize on Canada Day a hollow gesture, considering their general aversion to playing Canadians not named Alfonso Davies? That's that's a burning question, Vitura. Um, it's a it's a good it's a good question. question. It is fair enough. I think this is one of the Whitecaps' first Canada games. And I I don't remember. I'm not Canadian, so I'm not. Yeah. This means nothing to yeah, me. Yeah, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's cool. I like the idea behind it. Um, I like the kind of the celebration, the Canadians kind of thing. But how many Canadians right. will be starting? I think two. I think Diong and Davies, Simon Collin. I do not think will be <laughs> seeing the field for a long time until yeah. the Canadian Championship. Yeah. And Tybert, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Levi's as well. Henry will probably be three, so three. Well, it'll be Davies and Henry, probably. Yeah, probably. And then Tybert and um, Diong on, on the bench. Yeah. Or actually, Diong could start too. Yeah. But Young's Dutch, let's be real. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> like it it's hard to un, like it's hard to read how much is that just the social media team playing up the the Canada team. Like it's a can caps are a Canadian team, so really it's it's fair enough, but um this is a, a deeper, like underlying sentiment that I think a lot of us have that the Whitecaps don't develop enough Canadian talent, and you—that's a—that's a fair criticism. No, it's, yeah, it's a fair question as well. I think, and I think you know, that's just as the Whitecaps as an organization, that's just something they have to accept that they don't do a good enough job at for multiple reasons. Like we're not—I'm not pointing fingers at anything. It's just that we're a Canadian club. Let's develop more Canadian players. Like Alfonso Davies is a, a, I guess, a generational talent in terms of MLS young players, right? So he's kind of the. He's he's not part of the he's an exclusion yeah. to the this discussion in and a I, way. I think finally you're now seeing the fruits of it from from TSC after you know being an yeah, in yeah that's fair. Like it's finally you know they got Azorio uh, among I can't remember off the top of my head, but they have a number of Canadian players like Jay Chapman as well, who are, and Jordan Hamilton who have moved through their system and are yeah. performing now. So you see, it takes a while, but once Is you actually Ricketts one of them. 
No, he was signed from. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So you know, I think finally it took a long time, but you'll you'll see it eventually. Caps fans, just be patient. That there will be Canadian players having success in this team, or just the Canadian Premier League eventually. White caps only, John. <laughs> this isn't a white caps only podcast. Sure. We can talk about the Canadian. Pre- Let, let's do a preview we show do that of, of the Canadian. Even though it doesn't exist in yes. the Lower Mainland yet. Like Interesting. That. Who's going to start in goal? <laughs> okay, who's going to start in goal for the White Caps on Saturday? Marinovic is probably still out. I well, I don't know. Marin, he was on the bench in, on Saturday. Saturday, so I think yeah. I think Rel will probably have to stick in there for now. I yeah. think he should be back soon, though. Marinovic, they've been kind of poking him and. Yeah, and saying he's going to be ready in two, three weeks, and it's kind of been pushed back. So yeah, I think he yeah. should start in the next couple of games. Like Rowe hasn't hasn't been terrible. No, he's done well to fill in. He's yeah. been his MLS quality backup, and I think he started well for Marinovic. Okay, um, let's just go through our lineups then and slowly work our way to a consensus. So we said Rowe and goal. Yes. Um, right back we can go with Franklin or Nerwinski. I think Nerwinski. Yeah, we we need to be on the front foot a bit more. Um, Especially at home against Colorado. Nowinski's done a good job of beating players. I've, I've, more and more as the season has gone by, he has taken players on more and tried to motor you know, yeah. down the line. It hasn't always worked off, worked out, but I'm glad he's doing that because it's another avenue forward. We discussed centre-back. I'm going to go with Mond and Henry. Yeah, I think right now there's not any options again, as we mentioned, if Waston can somehow, some way, be able to play, which is I think so unlikely. From a from a management oh, perspective, no, you can't yeah. play him. But I think, you know, Mond and Henry will be a solid option for yeah. replacement. Left back? Dion. Dion? I'll go either either or, just not Shea. That's yeah. all I want. Um, we, we haven't spoken much about the wingers. Why was Davies taken off at halftime? You ought to wonder. All Tichero was as well. I think yeah. It could have been just game management. But it, could have been, it was only 1-0 at that point. And it was also no game in the, like, the next few days, so yeah. you got to wonder why. Maybe it's got to be a performance. I hope they're both okay, because even though Tichero had a bad game, I don't think you can drop him. And Davey, this is our best player, so I think I hope both of those guys can and, come back. Yeah, it's just you got to assume it was a message. Yeah. I liked how much looked when he came on. I I I'm a, I like the way he plays. He spreads uh, the ball around so well. Yeah, he's like, a Premier League, well, kind of player. Um, <laughs> do you put him in instead of Felipe or Gazal at any point? I think maybe as a sub. Maybe as a sub, maybe mm. not starting. I mean, he performed well, but that's when Gazal was out, and yeah. I think Gazal needs to be in there alongside. We'll get to that. What are your thoughts on Felipe becoming a state like a staple in this team? I think it was expected. You know, if we we tried to, I didn't. Parker, you know. Tybert was playing so well when he came in. And Tybert wasn't even on the bench in the weekend. Yeah. But I'm not saying he's been playing no, badly. I, in this in this like these last few games where the Whitecaps have actually won a couple of them, um, Felipe has been a big reason for that. Yeah, and as as I said, you know, the Parker trade the reason you trade Tim Parker's because of the contract as well as you get a solid player in return Felipe yeah, yeah. was in New York yeah. for a few years and now he's actually providing a lot no, of No, I've I've no beef with the trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's the dynamic that we had before was I thought it was okay. Yeah. Tybert started the season so well. Um, I, I'd just like to see you know see if Tybert is still a good fit for for the could be Kennedy's start. You never know. Could be, uh, but that again was when we were playing in like the four two three one, and now yeah. we're playing the four four one one or four two two, which doesn't four, offer four, two. two DMs. No, and we don't need a we don't need someone connecting the flanks as much. Like when you play a four two three one, as well. My understanding of it anyway is that. Um, one of the defensive midfielders 
is there as both a shield for your for your center backs and also you know to come get the ball and and be able to connect you know the left attacking left winger with the attack right attacking winger that Tybert is perfect for that. Yeah, um, Felipe is a different player. He's more central, more about going down the middle, and it's he's not a bad more thing. More dynamic than Tybert, I feel. Like. Absolutely, going yeah. forward, he's yeah. he's three times the player that Tybert is. But Tybert has some qualities that Felipe doesn't have, namely defensive awareness and Clo- you know, closing down. Tybert's exceptional. He, I, but that's not Felipe's weak point. No, 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 either. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, Tybert has a work race also that Felipe doesn't have. So you know, I I just I'm surprised that Tybert isn't seeing more minutes there. Yeah. Um, but then again, I'm watching from the outside. There could be some in, intangible qualities that that yeah, we don't see. Gazal beside him, I'm I'm okay with Gazal being there. Yeah, Gazal has to start. Yeah, just a bad game, I think. On on the you weekend, everyone had a bad game. Yeah, I was going to say you can't blame one player. Yeah, um, Kamara stays in the team. We assume. I think you have to with Reyna gone. Oh yeah, um, yeah. attacking wise, Davies brings a lot, but he needs that you know extra mm. body for him to support. Uh, Mosquito M- is a obvious choice to come in for Reyna, who's suspended. What would you? I'm just pitching this. What about playing much there instead? I wouldn't mind that. Or mm. you play much where Felipe is and move Felipe up, and that. People don't really look at it from that standpoint. Is that much can be an AM and a DM? Yeah, and I think he deserves a shot. Maybe not. But Felipe would himself. be a better attacking midfielder. He would. And the, so the, why don't why don't we play Kamara with Felipe as the guy, like the shadow striker? I wouldn't mind that. That would be good. Uh, Frustrated for Blondell, obviously, but yeah, I, it's just hard to play yeah. two strikers with with you know two midfielders to hold that to connect those passes. It's all. It's going to be about Blondell's attitude as well. You know, how professional is he going to be? If he just has to wait for his chance and take it when it comes. He's been okay when he's played. I honestly don't... I think he could even... He's played better than some, than some starters have that we've seen, right? Yeah, so it's going to be Canada Day. You think uh, it'll be a fun game? I think it'll be a Canada Day win for the Caps. Yeah. It would be nice to play a Canadian team on Canada Day, wouldn't it? But the MLS doesn't care about Canada No, but well, then again, you take away the Canada Day celebrations from the other teams when that happens. That's so. true. That's true. I wonder if all the Canadian teams have home games that day. Maybe not. That's too coordinated by the... <laughs> I could look it up. <laughs> um, yeah, prediction on the score? Uh, I'm going to say 3-1 caps. Mm, I'll go nil-nil. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm away from home today. Usually I'm the home team. Yes. Yeah. I'm going on Sunday, so hopefully, knock on wood, it's an entertaining game. I think I'll just... Rewatch a World Cup game and instead of watching the White Caps game. Yeah, because it's an early seven a.m. I'm surprised it's not an eight a.m. The World the, Cup games. Yeah, yeah, the, it's the, all seven and eleven um, kickoffs from now on, which is fine. Yeah. yeah, I'm an old man now. We'll get up early. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we have next? Oh, prediction. Um, you did you did our prediction game research. I did. So we have a couple of talking points this week. Oh, okay. Nick. Okay. Okay. Kamar goal did not. Which happen. game was this for? The Philadelphia game. Okay. So, six corners, yes, bang on from Nick. He's had a couple of he like, crackers. some strange ones. That's, one. Which which World Cup goal would you compare that prediction to? Jesse Lingard's stunner? Or, uh, that was a, people don't give him enough credit, that was a nice, yeah. clean finish. Well, or was it more a charisma outside of the boot? boot uh, I think I think Lingard okay. takes the cake okay. on that one. Um, and then, 
second time in three shows he's predicted Ali Gazal five tackles. Joe, <laughs> if or Nick, if you want to meet Ali Gazal, just let us know. I'm uh, sure we can make that happen <laughs> yeah. if you like predicting him. Uh, but he only had three, so no. Uh, so Nick was one for three. You had a Gaddis yellow, no. Oh, Davies assist, Whitecaps didn't score. Yeah. But Aha had a red, but he didn't get a yellow. So I think we should give uh, you. The, I think we should give you the points now. But did I say yellow card or red card? You said yellow. Yeah, so that shouldn't count because he okay. got a straight red. So you're. Uh, over yeah. three. Yeah. I said Davies assist. No. Row seven saves or four saves. He had seven, and then the Whitecaps held hold forty to forty three percent possession. They held forty point three. Okay. Uh, so I was one for three. So season standings are Joe has ten, I have eight, and Nick has seven. You guys, you guys have pulled a lot we closer. Have. It was. Nick, a... I was like double your score at some point. Was yeah. yeah. Word. Um, we did not ask Nick for his predictions, but I'll ask him to text me them later. Um, what's your predictions for this week, Gideon? Ooh. I think uh, Edgar Castillo will have four completed, oh, four crosses. Four crosses. Four okay. crosses. I think the Whitecaps will have seven corners because mm-hmm. they like to have a lot of corners at home and not do much about it. <laughs> um, and I think Alfonso Davies will score a goal on Canada Day. Oh, interesting. Very Davies-related Prediction game. Yeah, I think we both predicted a Davies assist last week. Um, I'm going to go for England beating Belgium. No, sorry. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. uh, wrong Delhi Alley (laughs) finish. I don't like Delhi Alley as a player. I don't know what it is. He was a sub, I think, last game. Or he's been been as good as we thought. Well, he got. Lingard kind of muscled his way into the team. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Rashford is in there as well. He can play central. But that's my Manchester United bias, I guess. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to go for a Felipe goal because uh, that's the way I roll. Um, <laughs> don't know why I said that. Um, let's see. J- uh, Jack Price, yellow card. That's a bang, bang on money, money in the bank, money I in think. The bank. And um, this is going to be a more intangible, intangible one, but a, a Tim Howard will be seen screaming on TV at some point. So he's gonna. Oh, I think we should get a counter on that timer on that one. I think. Okay, but it happens so many times. Okay, okay. Uh, let me rephrase it. Tim Howard will scream at his defenders in the immediate aftermath of the Whitecaps scoring a goal. Okay. I, Only it, goal. Um. Because it happens, like I said. Yeah, let's go goal. Often. Okay, let's go right. goal. Fair enough. I think, like, it's he yells so much at his defenders that uh, that's not even a prediction. So yeah. It has to be after a goal. And he'll okay. have like a forlorn expression, and he'll have those wrinkles underneath his bald head, and all and that kind of stuff. And he'll clap his gloves like he always. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's still he's still the captain somehow, right? Somehow, it's unbelievable. It's in his contract. So <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, yeah, that's been the uh, World Cup uh, number two edition because we've done two prediction shows during the World Cup. I must say, it's more difficult to do the prediction show during the World Cup. It is. Yeah, because there's just such good soccer on. Um, it's been fun again. Gideon, yes, the first is. time in your house. It's very nice. Yes. Um, I your, consider it nice. Your paintings of uh, naked people on the wall are very interesting. That's Thank not you. true. <laughs> <laughs> sure, hope not. <laughs> yeah, they're really bad paintings. Um, we will be back next week. There'll be the Sunday show on CITR 101.9, I believe. Yes. Um, they're going to talk about the town hall meeting. Which, it's going to be a, good, a fun one to listen in to. Yeah, yeah, and they do a lot of World Cup chat as well. I wonder if they'll do anything Canada Day-ish. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Never know. Uh, only one Canadian in the room. Actually, gonna, Steve is Canadian. Yeah, too, so. yeah, yeah. That'd be Never fun. Know. Um, Zach will be in all kinds of 
in tatters of the state. I think state. we'll need to console Zach. Yeah. We'll show him we have a Kleenex box. <laughs> four points. Four, four <laughs> it's point, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, we love you, Zach. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to episode 279 of the AFTM podcast. Gideon, where can people find you? At underscore Gideon Hill on Twitter. And you can find me at Joe DC Van. This has been fun. Please tune in next week and enjoy the game. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.